Yeah, I'm trying to process a whole bunch right now. An entire ballot. <laughs> and here to help us do that specifically when it comes to people that want to be your judges, um, a lawyer with a prior career as a decorated police officer, a paralegal and a private investigator for a city attorney's office. Uh, she understands the law from multiple angles, and uh, she wants you to uh, let all of that experience work in the courtroom for you. It is excessive force cases she does. Um, she was elected as an elite super lawyer repeatedly and is one of the top attorneys in Southern California, certainly one of the top civil rights attorneys in the nation. She's got federal and state jury trial experience. And she has obtained significant downward departures for federal criminal defendants, has successfully argued before a three-judge panel at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals for a reversal of a lower court's ruling in federal civil rights action. And um, she litigates uh, matters involving excessive use of force by police and criminal defense. She got an award from the U.S. House of Rep Representatives for pro bono work and was called a warrior angel by the editor of the Pasadena Weekly. Attorney Carrie Harper, welcome. Hey, Dominique. Thanks so much. Good morning. And your friend Molly Bell, um, straight out of Compton, longtime activist for reparations and, uh, and fair policing, is also staying on the line with us. Oh, you know what? Molly Bell is such a treat. Good morning, Miss Molly Bell. It's so, it's so important <laughs> to give flowers to our elders uh, so that they can hear them getting their flowers. And she's such a community treasure. And it sounded like she was getting a lot of calls. I didn't want to step on her calls, Dominique. <laughs> well, you know, me neither. But uh, it's like whenever I post, if I post something with Molly Bell on social media, it's going to get a lot of likes. People got love for right? Miss Molly Bell. And I, I'm not mad at that whatsoever. That's right. Asante, Asante. Thank you, Doc, uh, Dominique. And your attorney, Carrie Harper, we're ready to hear your picks because you, <laughs> you have a job on your hand because I, 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 I was confused on two, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. <laughs> okay. it's, probably, it's probably the same two that would had me going back and forth like Dominique has been with that, uh, what is it, Proposition 1, Dominique? Yeah, Proposition 1, yeah. Yeah, um well, having you in a chokehold, huh? Yeah, but I decided to vote yes on it. I have to decide to vote yes on one. Mhm. Mm but yeah, okay. you know, I think it's okay to go back and forth. It means you're paying attention and you're not just, you know, voting one slate because someone said so or going eeny meeny miny mo, which some folks like to do with the judges. Right. Oh boy. And that's it's all about the judges. Everything is all about the judges. Did you see that Wendy Williams special where they got her money and they, they got her life kind of in limbo and it's all about the judges there? No, uh, I only saw snippets of it on social media. I suppose I will watch it. But uh, there are 485 judges in the L.A. County Superior Court. They get uh, they are reelected. They're up for reelection every six years. So that means a third of the seats are in play every two years. And a lot of them actually run unopposed, which is crazy. Um, and then all you know, of them, all of them basically run unopposed unless somebody jumps out of the the norm and breaks bad and runs against a sitting judge. Right. And the only time that a, that the governor gets to appoint judges is when a judge steps down before their term is over. I didn't realize that. 
Right. If they retire or, yeah. you know, they're tired or, yeah. Yeah, that's it. They get to, that's it. Election and government appointment. Okay, so um, I guess we, sh- we should go in order. Um, sure. Seat number 12. Yeah. Office number 12. And that is going right to what you just said. And there's a sitting judge there. Excuse me, I'm still congested from being sick for the last two weeks. So I hope you feel be better. Thank you. Um, there's a sitting judge there named Lynn Diane Olson, and now she's using her middle name, that uh, is getting challenged by Rhonda Hammond, who is a public defender who's never met a trial that she didn't kick bucket butt in. This is a public defender who throws down. She's virtually unbeaten in trial. She is a zealous advocate and zealous in every sense of the word. Sometimes when you're a zealous advocate, judges will try and force you into taking a plea for your client. There has been no situation where Ms. Hammond has been forced into that, and she actually kind of butted heads with the judge that she's going against. Now, this judge that she's going against is the bagel lady, and I urge your listeners to Google the bagel lady of Manhattan Beach slash Judge Olson. She did exactly what Miss Hammond's doing now, except she did it 20 years ago. She went after a very liked judge, very an exceptional judge, who had a very bad name for the ballot. She challenged Judge Navich, N-A-V-A-S, um, 20 years ago after coming out of uh, inactive status at the state bar, meaning she wasn't even practicing she was in and out of being inactive. She had no trust. She had nothing, no experience, nothing. She just picked a judge, decided she wanted to get out of her husband's bagel business, and challenged Judge Navitz, and she won. And Governor, um, the Governor Schwarzenegger at the time immediately reappointed that other judge because everybody was in an uproar over this judge getting challenged. And now, uh, turnabout is fair play. Rhonda Hammond is coming after her seat. Is it Hammond or Heyman? I'm looking at it. Well, either way, H-A-Y-M-O-N. You're right, Heyman. I I think I've heard her ads uh, on a couple of locations, and I think she is saying Heyman. Okay. So Lynn Diane Olsen is... So the so the the Lynn Diane Olson lady is the is already a judge. She's an incumbent. She's the one you're saying is the bagel lady. She's running against a deputy public defender who actually I didn't. Uh, Lynn Diane Olson did not uh, sit for a conversation with us, but Rhonda Heyman came in. It's on the website kbla1580.com. Um, well, here's something tricky that I want to ask you about because I'm looking at one site and it's saying that. The L.A. County Bar Association rates the bagel lady well-qualified and rates Rhonda Heyman not qualified. Talk to me about the L.A. County Bar Association and what that really means. The L.A. County Bar Association is full of it, and I would not stake my vote on what they say. This is a very white male elitist entity that is largely managed by big law firm white males, and DA. And there's nobody on the committee, in my understanding, there's nobody on this committee that is black. And I don't know when they've had a black person on it. And it's, it's very selective. There's going to be a race later on where Victor Avila is uh, going to be racing alone. And then uh, Steve Cooley's daughter, Shannon Cooley, doesn't have a rating at all. So how is it 
that she's a sitting judge. She ran unopposed. She has no rating. Rhonda Heyman, who's been throwing down in the court all, every day, she gets a not qualified. And you know what that signifies to me, since many of the folks who've been deemed not qualified by this entity is black? It says, you know what, I'm going to look elsewhere to get information. Because yeah, we, they, don't have a, they don't have an objective set of criteria, right? My understanding is also that they are not, even though everyone quotes it because it sounds important, L.A. County Bar Association, they don't have an official role in the election of judges, right? No, they don't. And they don't review everyone. They only review folks who have a challenger. They didn't. They're going to say a sitting judge is well qualified. But guess what they gave her when she was just the bagel lady? They gave her a big not qualified 20 years ago. But now that she's been sitting in the magistrate, well, she's been sitting in this division that pretty much rubber stamps search warrants and stuff. Now she's well qualified. What's making her well qualified? She's not trying cases. She's not showing up to a courtroom. She's she has a judge in front of her name. So they, you know, Gary Abel's runs that group at LACPA, and Gary Jerry Abel's rather. Gary Abel's runs that group. And no one man should have all that power. Mm. Okay, so um, we're we're um, up against it. I know we only have you for a limited time, but um, office number twelve, yeah, because you need to rest. Um, I'm uh, guessing that you're supporting Rhonda Heyman here, the uh, deputy public defender. <laughs> I am, and not just because I've you know I've known her and I've seen her work, and not just because she's been in my home with Holly Hancock. But this is a strong black female whose voice needs to be on the bench. And I think her time is here. I think the bagel lady, um, she's gotten her, she's gotten her, you know, she snagged her seat. Let her, let Rhonda Hammond go ahead and snag it now. Molly Bell, any thoughts here? Uh, well, we'll get them when we come. I, I had it on, I had my phone on mute. I got uh, you. No, so, so far I'm liking what she's saying. And like I said, I already voted, so I'm going to make sure that I have most of the ones that she's given today. Okay, well, Rhonda Heyman is also uh, supported here, I see, by the Progressive Voter Guide of uh, Knock LA, for those who are tracking that. We'll continue going through these judicial candidates and the opinion of the well, um, you know, well-educated opinion on these uh, matters of Attorney Carrie Harper when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. And we're talking with Attorney Carrie Harper, the super lawyer. Also, Molly Bell is staying with us. It's Molly Bell on the radio day today. Trying to go through these um, judicial candidates. Carrie Harper was the one who has helped me over the years to really, really get these folks in and make sure that uh, you get a chance to hear from the judges so we don't eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I guess the next one here, um, Attorney Harper, is office number 39. Yeah, Dominique, office 39, I'm voting for George A. Turner, who is one of the defenders of justice. He's been a public defender for 15 years. Um, I talked with him, and you had him on as well. Uh, he has a good spirit, good energy. Uh, he's in a race of four other folks. He's in the race with uh, someone, a different Rhonda with no H, uh, Dixon, who's a private attorney, and uh, going against a DA with a lot less experience, in my opinion, Jacob Lee, 
and then Steve Napolitano uh, out of Manhattan Beach. I I like I like what uh, George A. Turner has to offer. I think he would make um, a great addition to the bench. What well, here thought? here's a here's a black man who uh, who was rated qualified by those unqualified raiders of qualifiers. Um, yeah, <laughs> I actually liked George Turner a lot when he came in. Um, you know, I, I did not speak to Steve Napolitano. He is a city council member out of Manhattan Beach. Um, and, of course, as you point out, Jacob Lee, a uh, deputy DA, nine times out of ten, if I've got a public defender running against the prosecutor, I'm going to vote for the public defender uh, in general. Yeah, I heard you say that. And Jacob Lee, I've had a case against him in attempt murder in Long Beach. Um, in my opinion, well... I would not vote for him, uh, so I'll leave it there. And the other competitor, Rhonda Dixon, is another. I believe she's a black female. I think she's been advertising on the station. Yeah, they voted. she is. Yeah. They, they also, they also said that she was not qualified. I don't know Miss Dixon. I couldn't reach her. I would love it if these candidates would put their email addresses or a contact number on the front page instead of. Uh, having a donate button on the front on the first page, we can't. It's so hard to get in touch with them. So if they're out there listening and their their handlers are listening, you got to give us contact information, not just a donate button. Yeah, I think um, that she she uh, all of them are pretty pretty hard to reach in general. Not just her. I mean, Asha has been working overtime just trying to find people, which is exactly. kind of wild when you're when you are actually running for office. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great idea. But you're going with Mr. Turner here. Um, he is, you I know, am. some would say less experienced in a way. But um, and, and, and by the way, I did speak with Rhonda Dixon. Uh, Asha did track her down. So if you want to listen to the other black candidate in this in this race, she is um, she's there. She's on our website, KBLA1580.com. Um, so there you have it. But you're going with Turner in that race. I am. I'm going with Turner. Okay. Um, in 48, seat 48, I'm going with the other defender of justice, uh, Erica J. Wiley. Um, she's been endorsed by she's been endorsed by the L.A. Times. She's running against uh, D.A. Renee Rose and a private attorney, Malik Burroughs, and both. Um, Ms. Wiley and Burroughs, I believe both of them are out of comp, are, uh, working out of Compton. Um, I, I've talked with Ms. Wiley several times and her, her experience and her energy and her, you know, the persona. I just, I'm looking at the bench, the whole, and what would be great, a great addition. So I'm, I'm going for her. I don't really have too much experience with Ms. Bur- Mr. Burroughs. Uh, what are your thoughts? I'm voting well, for Ms. Wiley. In Office 48, um, which is Erica Wiley, Renee Rose, and Malik Burroughs, here you have a, se- a seat where everybody showed up and did an interview. So you can really compare for yourself. Right. Um, I liked Malik Burroughs. He was nice. He seemed less experienced uh, than Erica Wiley. Um, he's a private attorney. She's a deputy public defender. Um, you know, Renee Rose, again, is a deputy DA. So... In, if you if she's you know I, she's she's not going to get my vote unless she's really exceptional here. Uh, she does have thirty years of experience, but I 
in this race would choose Erica Wiley, um, partly because of the Defenders of Justice, but partly just because of my conversation with her, where she seemed um, quite um, well well experienced to do the job. Exactly. That's what I that's what I felt as well. So that was one of the easier ones compared to another one or two coming up. Right. Did you um question did you well, why don't you break down a little bit this idea the defenders of justice cuz I think a lot of people are not as familiar. Well, it's a slate and you know it really got um got traction after Holly Hancock knocked it out of the ballpark in last in the election last time. And won, right, Holly Hancock, yeah. Uh, Holly Hancock, you'll remember, she was a public defender. And up to that point, no public defender had ever been elected. The governor always has to come around and correct the elections because all DAs always won. The year before that, in 2020, all 12 persons that won were prosecutors, either from the U.S. Attorney's Office, from the county council, or from the DA's office. It's like hands down. But after George Floyd, folks, folks are starting to look at the judges because you, you realize you're giving all these power to folks that you don't even know about. It's all about the judges. You know, the, the jurors, you guys are advertising. Kevin Smiley is talking about Batson Wheeler and a bunch of other cases where you can use peremptory cha- challenges. Well, the judges decide when you go back, when, when the lawyers take a break, and leave the jury out there, and they go behind the scenes with the judge, we're arguing they just kick that person off because they're black, and they have no reason to kick them off. The judge is the one back there saying, okay, I believe you, or no, I don't believe you. Yeah. It's not that, not that simple that you, it's all about the judges. <laughs> well, and so, I want to point out that the Defenders of Justice um, <clears throat> this year, the 2024 iteration, is Erica Wiley, George Turner, and Lachey Henderson. Um, I know, do you want to try to power through these in three minutes or, um, do you want, are you, you want to stay on for one more segment? Uh, well, right. I'll give you what you need. I don't want to run through it. I want to make sure everybody gets it since it's so important. I can't say it's important and say, okay, I got to go take care of it. Yeah, but you don't feel good. Okay. <laughs> office number 93 would be next. Um, this office, this is the one you were talking about. This is, uh, Victor Wiley, who is, uh, deputy district attorney who was running unopposed. And then just uh, a few weeks ago, Natasha Kamashta, who was on here yesterday, jumped in as a write-in candidate. Right. And that's Victor Avila. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to not vote for Erica Wiley. You said Victor Wiley, but it's oh, Victor Avila. Uh, yeah, that was a brain fart. That's okay. Victor Avila is the deputy DA. This is a failure of the election system as far as the I don't know who we go to or what black baby Jesus can help us make these judges only run under uh, against randomly assigned candidates. They get to try and pick and guess who they should go against and let me level up against this one and not the other. And then you result in somebody who doesn't have an opponent. It should be randomly assigned who you vote for. That way you don't have this guy you know nothing about. LACPA hasn't rated him because he's unopposed. And so... Natasha, who's a bad, uh, I don't know if I can say ASS, but a bad uh, public defender who's actually, who was actually helping the defenders of justice when she noticed this guy was running unopposed and how undemocratic that was. 
she happens to be a supervising attorney, you can write in her name. You said her last name, but I have no intention on writing in her last name because it's perfectly acceptable just to write in the word Natasha. Don't bother with that long last name with a couple of consonants together. Whatever <laughs> or you could just write Natasha K. Hey, <laughs> but she well, said I mean, she gets credit for the vote as long as you write Natasha. Exactly. So just write in Natasha. Um, she's, you know, I, I'm voting for her. Um, I didn't, I couldn't reach Victor Avila. I did do some research on him. He's kind of a cookie, cookie cutter DA that we have enough of on the bench. Nothing personally against him, but when we're oversaturated with the same brick and mortar, uh, lock them up, throw away the TDA, let's get this uh, supervising public defender in there with decades of experience. Yeah, we got news, traffic, and sports now, and then we'll continue the conversation. We will go through the rest of these judges and then let um, Attorney Harper go back and rest, hopefully. It's KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Heard any other talk radio lately that sounds anything like this? We didn't think so. You're listening to Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. And we're talking with attorney Carrie Harper. She is a super lawyer, civil rights attorney. She's actually taken on a lot of cases you may know, uh, like the case of um, Kendrick McDade, uh, Marlene Pinnock, where she is racking up victories in tough tough uh, civil rights cases. And by the way, Molly Bell straight out of Compton is on the phone. Are you taking notes, Molly Bell? Yes, I am. And I wanted to ask, uh, uh, I know after she finished her judges, I just wanted to ask her, what does she think about the judges that's doing uh, the stuff for Trump and uh, uh, his cases, the Supreme Court? Are they good judges, the oh. Supreme Court? <laughs> oh. No. The short answer is no. Uh, most of them are not because they're appointed by Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's the catch, right? They're appointed by he who shall not be named, as I like to call him, which means, you know, we're talking about the U.S. Supreme Court, right? That's going to decide whether or not this man is um, has a superpower, which means he is not he, he can't be prosecuted no matter what. Isn't that crazy, Dominique? It literally, he said this a couple of years ago, I could go in the central square or wherever he said and shoot somebody and I could still, you know, walk free and do whatever I want. Yeah, he, he said, said that to yeah, us, Yeah, Fifth he? Avenue. Yeah, he did. And now he's proving that he is right. But, but well, Dominique, we're not going to make that negative. Let's not make that negative confession. Well, I'm not saying hard. I'm not saying according to the Supreme Court, but I'm just saying so far he's got 91, you know, indictments and he's still the leading Republican candidate. This is crazy. What black man do you know that can have three baby mamas, 91 indictments, and still be a contender for election? I mean, no black man would get away with anything remotely close to this, right? Or, I mean, that's correct. Okay, does that answer your question, Molly Bell? Yes, and, and, and because I'm saying that if the Supreme Court said that uh, Trump can do all these things and not be charged, then... Biden is president now, and if they say the president can do it, why don't I know Biden's a good guy, but he could go ahead and make himself 
president for life and do stuff because he's the president now. I'm just saying, I I don't know if he could. Well, Biden is too nice, but my opinion is Biden should stack the bench, add two more judges to the Supreme Court, make it 11, take back some uh, reasonable justice in the Supreme Court. Add the uh, Trump stole two seats. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a little too stubborn, and she should have went out earlier. God rest her soul, but she should have. And Trump stole that while the election was underway, and also Merrick Garland. Uh, that got stolen from Barack Obama. That's two seats that we rightfully should have added. Stack the bench right now. Pull the trigger. That's it. Well, is that has to be done by Congress, right? Wouldn't Congress? My understanding well, is Congress would have to expand the bench, and, I, and and the Republicans still have a majority in the House. Slim, though it I might be. That, I think Biden can push it through, and I think there are some mm. Republican minds there that are as sick as this. They're as sick as this as Democrats are, but they're too afraid to do anything, and that's a shame. Yeah, that's a good There's point. This would be a duty to intervene at the congressional level, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, and I, I think you're right. Maybe Biden could push it through. Uh, he could push it through Congress. It's It doesn't need an amendment of the Constitution. I know that. It just takes a congressional vote. I was thinking five more, but hey, I'll take two more. Two more sounds good. No, five more would be chaos. Two more would keep it reasonable and just a tad, and it would still give some balance. You know, um, the the... The Chief Justice Roberts has been trying to give a little bit more balance, um, but you know. Anyway, that's so if you added two, show. it it's would crazy. still be a it would still be a Republican majority, but they would just have a majority of one. Well, but what I'm saying is Roberts is the new Kennedy. Roberts is the new swing vote person, right, in my right. opinion. He, he's well, acting, so I don't think it would be a full majority because he's. He's actually occasionally reasonable. Well, the other thing about it is, it seems if I was a Republican, I'd be more likely to vote for that because I would still have the majority, whether Roberts is a swing vote or not. But it would just not be this ridiculous activist supermajority that we have right now. All right. Before before, um, Attorney Harper runs out of voice, it was a great question, Molly Bell. Office number 97 is one. 97 was paid. Is three ahead, where there's th- was one where there's three candidates. Um, that's all I was going to say. You've got two deputy DAs running against a deputy public defender, but it's a little tricky because you have two black women uh, running against right. each other. And you know the the deputy right. DA um, did not uh, did not make it uh, for his interview, but the two. Um, the deputy DA Sharon Ransom was here, and so was Lachey Henderson, who's a deputy public defender. Now, they, um, of course, she's part of the Defenders of Justice, but Sharon Ransom ran before, and I remember her. She's born and raised in South LA. She's a deputy DA, uh-huh. but she's not a cookie cutter deputy DA. This is a race where I have not decided, Attorney Harper. I know, and that's this is the hardest one for me to decide. I like Sharon Ransom. I yes, I liked her times. too. I I liked her story. I like that she kicked cancer's ass, and she's out there. I'm. I actually have little reserve that she would be more hammer and more. Uh, she worked for the sheriff uh, as a dispatcher, and that's good in some areas, and that's maybe more blue in some areas. Um, so I, if it, 
this was a hard one. If you look at my thing on, I, I posted my pics on Harper for Justice on my IG page. I literally erased uh, Sharon Hanson, uh, Sharon Ransom, and 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 picked Lachey Henderson, who's the public defender and one of the um, defenders of justice, because I think not anything against Miss Ransom, nothing against her, but for Lachey Henderson is that I think she'll use all the crayons in her box, not just the small pack, not just the big <laughs> small pack ones, and go down and go down the beaten path. I'll think I think she'll diversify her rulings and cut her rulings and her sentencing and her other things to conform to a case by case basis. I don't think she'll say, oh um, enhancement. I I think she'll be she'll have more mercy. I really, really liked her. Um, she, she was a, not only she's, she's a black woman, she served as a public defender, but one of her jobs was bilingual lawyer for LA County public defender, meaning she's a black woman, hundred percent black American who is bilingual, which means a lot of stuff won't go by her. <laughs> um, right. Exactly. Right, right. I mean, it's amazing as a black woman, um, People mix me up with Nautica de la Cruz, but I'm not Latina. I'm African-American. I'm black and Italian. Now, that's where the deprima comes from. My mom's Italian. My dad's black. But I speak Spanish. And I can't tell you the racist things I catch people saying in Spanish exactly. that they think they just going to get over on me. And I'll just be like, um, you know what, mira, <laughs> si soy negra, yeah. pero yo entiendo, you know, like yeah. STFU and, and the faces that I get. So I, I, that I'm might seem trivial, but right? <laughs> yeah, to me, that seems actually kind of important for a judge. I think it is important. I agree with you. Also, you know what's interesting? I, this is a number that I actually did get a hold of, and I called in her outgoing message. She's singing, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. <laughs> and then she said, right, exactly. I had to call back and make sure I had the right number. And um then she says, you know, go out and have a blessed day, something similar to in Jesus' name, and she's not afraid. To, I mean, not that you're supposed to introduce religion into any, and you're not supposed to, and they're not supposed to mention it, but I just think she would use, I don't know how to say it any better, she's going to use all the crowns in the box. She's not going to stick to the beaten path and be more of a cookie-cutter DA. I love Sharon Ransom's story i know she ran last time yeah i interviewed and her i liked I, I voted for I, her last time but she didn't win. I did, yeah no she didn't um ugh, this was the hardest one for me yeah um so, is this one of the hard ones for you molly bell oh yes it was can you hear me yeah i keep putting the phone on mute so i i could hear better uh yeah like i said for me I was going through them, and they were hard. Um, I looked up. I, I'm learning how to use Google a lot since you guys, since I <laughs> use it for you, Dominique. And I Googled their names and to see what they've done. And uh, one time I did call Carrie on one of them. And so uh, it sometimes it, it, it is hard, but... Uh, we we have to make a choice. Yeah, yeah, and you know what else I'll say? This is going to sound really 
dumb, but from a sister girl standpoint, Lachey Henderson had swag. She came in here with like a really <laughs> fun, like, you know, creative um, outfit on. And, you know, she's to me, she's she's a Pepperdine, Pepperdine grad, which means, you know, she knows how to dot the I's and cross the T's. Pepperdine is no joke um, as a law school, but she's creative and, you know, she kind of has that sister girl thing. I know that sounds very intangible, but it made me want to vote for her. No, no, it make, it lets you know that this is someone who's going to work to find solutions and not just, well, and not to take away from the other candidates, but I feel more comfortable with this vote at this time in our lives. I, I feel more comfortable with this one. Also, you know, from word on the street is uh, that Miss Ransom selected this race that Miss Henderson was already in as a black female. Why would you choose to? There's, I mean, why not go after? Av- uh, do you? I don't know. Why not go after Avila? You know. Do you agree um, with Natasha Kamashta that um, they ought to just have all the judges in a list and you pick whatever it is, five, twenty, or whatever, and then they assign a seat rather than randomly assigning them opponents? Like, here's twenty. Pick your favorite five. I guess that's a way, one way to do it. They do that with that um, county commit, that county seat, right? Yeah, the, the right. The, yeah, right. Which is really a delegate for the Democratic Party. Yeah, the LA County Central Committee. They do that. You pick right. however many you want. I, yeah. I just thought randomly assigning it. I don't know. I guess that could work. I just thought maybe randomly assigning three folks to each race would be a good way, too. And I think mm-hmm. both would be better than what they're doing now. Right. And having one person in one race, and then you got four or five in another. That yeah. makes no sense. It's, it's, it, is, it is wild. You know, and I also think, um, look, the Defenders of Justice LA.com, if you want to learn more about those candidates, I like the slate. I like the idea of public defenders running for office, uh, of people of color and progressive teaming together. So I generally I'll support the defenders of justice. And that's one, you know, there's a cheat sheet because there's three candidates for you right there. Okay. What else do we have to, uh, is that it? That's it. Yeah. That's it. We, we no, made it through. That, that was 97. Yeah, no, oh. no, we got seat 115, 120. Oh Lord, you're right. More. Oh darn it. We got to power through. Okay. Go through, uh, you want me to one, go through yeah. Quick? Okay. Yeah. Just so go through quick so you can one, breathe. For okay. seat one fifteen, I'm actually um, going. There are two DAs in that seat. Christmas Brookins, she's another black female. She is a deputy public defender. I was worried about her hammer. I've dealt with deputy her in court DA. Before. Yeah. Uh, she's not she's a, public a deputy defender. DA, but yeah, yeah, she's a deputy DA. You're going to have to vote for one of the deputy DAs. So it's either her or Keith Cayano. I'm going for Christmas Brookins. I'm hoping that she'll have mercy, too. I know she can have the hammer. Let me just say that. I know she has a hammer. Hopefully she'll have mercy. I loved her story. She's a survivor of the foster care system, and um, she's pulled herself up from her bootstraps. She was in the military. Next, at seat 124, this is a judge being um, challenged. another judge being challenged. Emily Spear, who just literally just won, and do you? And I believe you interviewed her, Dominic, on on the other station. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, Emily Spear, very young, she did something very interesting. She didn't use slates. She used some algorithm. Um, she's in her 30s. She got nominated, and shortly thereafter, she started taking all the sick leave. And she was publicly, uh, she received public discipline, which is very unusual. 
I've never really seen it. Uh, and she received it like uh, she started getting in trouble about a year or two after taking office for taking excessive sick leave and dishonesty about the sick leave and statements. So dishonesty with the judge don't match. I'm voting for Kimberly Rebecca, who is a public defender and who is challenging Emily Spear. Emily Spear just got that discipline in September. If it had been one more month and a half, we wouldn't have known about it in time for anybody to challenge her. But she's being challenged. Um, Kimberly Rebecca is being endorsed by LA Times and a boatload of other places because they want to get Emily Spear off the bench for dishonesty, rightfully so. And Kimberly Rebecca uh, is the um, is she's the campaign manager, I think, right? Oh no 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 that's Actually, Na- that's Natasha no, no, Kamashta. That's Natasha. Yeah, yeah, who's the campaign Natasha manager for is, Defenders of Justice, yeah. Okay. Right. And Kimberly isn't one of the Defenders of Justice, but they're they're all pals, they're all public defenders. Um Kimberly Rebecca doesn't think she's diverse, but I I think her viewpoints presents diversity in thought. Uh, we can go that way, but I don't think she needs to show a lot when you have a dishonest judge uh, okay. that's been called dishonest by her boss. So seat one thirty, we have Christopher Darden, in my opinion, the most losing attorney in America, who's running for judge against Leslie Gutierrez. I'm taking Leslie Gutierrez. She ran last time. Um, There's also a guy named Osman Taher. I only spoke to Darden here, um, but you know, because of Ed Buck, I wouldn't support him. Yeah, I talked to Osman Taher. Um, I. He's a pro tem judge. He's pri- in private practice. He does personal injury law. I I just didn't think that he'd spread himself around enough to be uh, to compete against Leslie Gutierrez, who, if you want to look at LACBA, she's been given a well qualified rating, which I don't put a lot of stake in LACBA, but she has a, a bunch of other things going for her, and she has a great story. I can get into that more unless you want me to go to the next one to get to finish this up. Um, well, it's up to you. Your call. <laughs> if you, yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I, I mean, I'm not voting for Christopher Darden either. I just, it doesn't sit right. As a private defense attorney, Dominique, you do have your choice of the candidate, the clients you choose. A public defender has no choice. You take your client as you get them. You do your sworn duty and you represent. But as a private defense attorney, your character shows the way in which you defend your client. If you slice and dice a victim, you slice and dice a black man and say he was killed because he was gay or because of whatever, and then the man has to murder 34 other people before he's finally prosecuted by then-DA Jackie Lacey, something is wrong there. And then, you know, the withdrawal from representation of the man who killed Nipsey Hussle you shouldn't have taken the case anyway. You knew you were going to get threats because he killed Nipsey Hussle. You know when you do things, it's going to draw certain repercussions. Okay. Like when you mentioned him, you mentioned I represented Kendrick McDade. I knew running my mouth was going to draw criticism. During that time, I had to have two bodyguards. If I didn't want to have two bodyguards, then I would have shut up. I didn't want to shut up, so I paid for bodyguards. <laughs> All right, we got one more office. We got to do that when we come forward. Attorney Kerry Harper, uh, KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DiPrima when we come forward. 
The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with now. Dominique DePrima on First Things First. And uh, we have one more um, one more seat to go. I just want to remind people that you can follow Molly Bell at Bell Molly on Instagram. Um because she is always posting, well, not as much as she says she would like to, um, but she's up there and we can follow her. And I was sad we didn't get to see her in the chat today. I was trying to figure out how to uh, do some, post some pictures, but you're just going to have to go to Instagram and see, okay? And also you can find Carrie Harper there and KBLA 1580 there where KBLA 1580 and I'm at DePrima Radio. And where are you, Carrie Harper? What's your, I follow you, but what's your address? Harper for Justice. I changed that from Harper for Judge. So no, and now it's Harper and the number four and the word Justice at on IG. Harper for Justice. All righty. So let's talk about this last seat, number one thirty-five. Actually, we got two more: one thirty-five, one thirty-seven. I'm so in denial. <laughs> I know. I hear you. One thirty-five. Molly Bell will like this. I'm voting for Georgia straight out of Compton, Horta. This is a black female. I know the last name might be. Yeah, you like that one. Uh, Georgia, straight out of Compton, is a deputy DA. Um, I think she's the best one. She's running against another deputy DA, Stephen Yee Mack, who has a lot less uh, experience. He barely qualified in the number of years to run for judge, whereas Miss Georgia, who works out of Compton Court, she was raised in Compton, um, she's uh, she's been working in that area, and she's been practicing for 20, 25 years. Uh, she's been rated by the place I don't put a bunch of stock in. This is one of the few uh, black women that I know that's the only one that has gotten a well-qualified rating out of LACPA. Well, she has a host of other... I would just add to, like, if I was playing Nini, Meeny, Miney, Mo with this, I would have probably re- voted for Muhammad Ali, fuck. Radine, because his name, but he didn't come in, don't know anything about him. Stephen Yee Mack was very likable, nice, progressive, young, but Georgia Huerta, I agree, was a slam dunk. I'm definitely voting for her. Yes, yes, um, and my, yeah, I'm definitely voting for her, too. I've spoken with her several times, and um, I think she'd be a great addition to the bench. Last seat, Dominique, is seat 137. This one, I didn't get to talk to anybody in this seat, to be honest and forthcoming. Um, I'm voting for, <laughs> I'm voting for Tracy Blunt. She works in family dependency, and anyone who has foster kids or anyone familiar with the foster system, um, the, the attorneys that work there, uh, they do a lot of hard work. In my opinion. Um, there are four uh, people in this doggone race, and we spoke people, with so we spoke probably, with two of them. We spoke with Michael Berg. And we spoke with Tracy Blunt. And, um, yeah, I... Did you get her? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh-huh. What you are your could, thoughts about yeah, you I, voting I, for her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And you, it's up there if you want to hear it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I ahead, Carrie. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I said not just because she's a black female either, right? No, of course not. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she's she's in private practice. Um, I I liked her. I mean, you know, I I just I thought she. Um, I didn't get to talk to the others other than Mr. Berg, but um, she you know she's been a research attorney um, for the San Bernardino DA's office. 
Um, she worked in dependency law and really seemed to have a good grip on the, the challenges facing our young offenders. And, and uh, I like that. We got to go. It's time for the best of Tavis Smiley. Attorney Carrie Harper, thank you so, 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 so much and feel better. Thank you so much, Dominique. Take care now. Bye, Miss Molly Bell. Molly Bell, love you. Thank you very much. And I love you and I'm not alone. Or as they say, and there's nothing you can do about it. Miles Lowe, thank you for a great week. The best of Tavis Smiley is next. And I'm quoting Thurgood Marshall. He says, sometimes history takes things into its own hands. (laughs) We shall see. I'm Dominique DePrima. History is now and we are making it together. I'll see you on socials. Until next time, one love.